Hello everyone, it's me, Fat Baby. Um, I am an NFT artist and collections founder. I have at the moment five collections. People tend to think that that is a problem, but I have to say that I have 14 people in total working with me. And yeah, I mean, we have we, we are trying to innovate, we are trying to um, to bring something totally different and 100% we are. Uh, one of the things that I just want to say this, I know it's my introduction, but just one thing. <laughs> one of the things that we are bringing is, for example, live streams where we um, interact with the audience. I draw live and people choose what traits they want me to draw next. And then at the end of the stream, which usually lasts in between one hour and 30 minutes and two hours, we give away pop-ups and we mint the NFT that I have been drawing live and someone in the audience um, wins it, like we do a giveaway. So there's so many things that we are doing to to focus on community. Mm-hmm. And obviously last time when we talked, I think you've been very kind and generous enough to be... Um, I would say vulnerable and like talk about the things that happened and like how you got to be an artist and all the um, adversity that you've faced. What are the new things that you've been seeing? Because I don't want to necessarily go back into all the life story, like you mentioned, since like people can listen back to it and read the article. But what are like the new things that you're seeing that are challenging for your team now that you're not alone um, that people can learn from? Because I feel like even though we talked in December, shit changed real quick. Oh, so yes. what are like new things that you're seeing that's not necessarily a struggle, but things that is challenging that could help people who are listening to understand how can how they can overcome those two? So, I mean, it is very, very difficult to work with a group of people, um, especially like our team. We all work from home. We are all in different countries the time-wise as well, you know, time zones. So I think that I got really good advice from Gimme Gargoyles, who is the owner of uh, another collection called Gimme Gargoyles that I shout out. This is a great one. Um, she is a very professional person that has that works for like Disney, Cartoon Network. You know, she does a lot of like freelance jobs. And uh, I asked her for advice regarding how to lead uh, a team because we all started as, oh yeah, let's do some stuff, let's have fun. But then it is actually a business. I open a company, I have to pay tax, I have to pay these people that are working with me. And I have to be in a way responsible of them feeling good, you know, and having a good time and making sure everyone is okay with everyone. So um, what Gimme Gargoyles told me is that I have to think of this like it is a startup. So it is a startup company. What do we have? We are, you know, we have objectives. We are creating, we are selling a product at the end of the day. And uh, we have a message, like we have a mission. Our mission is to give opportunities to smaller artists, to uh, artists that belong to minority, different minorities. Um, this comes from Raptor City. Then we have Clever Girls that is more focused on the LGBTQ community. Then we have Cool Kids Club, which is focused on a charity and supporting mental health. So, and then I have my personal uh, projects, like I have one 
called Kero Kero Fat Baby, and that's only me. So that's fully my responsibility. It's completely different. And with that one, I'm just experimenting with the community, with a group of people. It's a very VIP project. Only we have only 11 people for now. Um, so what I would say is, if you have a team, the most important thing is communication and knowing what person is like who are what are they best at i don't know if i said that with co coherence but so i always ask what are you best at what is the thing that you do the best and that you enjoy the most and then you give that particular job to that particular person um another, another thing i would say is in raptor city clever girls we're a group of really good people otherwise they would not be in my team of course um we are all really good people we are so excited we are creative um but what i have realized is that you need management you need leadership and in this case it has to be me and then it, it also takes a little while to get to know each other and to see how everyone works so um, it can be very difficult, but I think if you communicate with people, if you are honest, and if you take time to organize things, it it has to work. That makes sense. I think uh, you said it coherently. Don't worry about it. You, you <laughs> um, I I think we talked that talk about that in one thirty seven p.m. too, where you might on you guys only see one account tweeting, which is James, and he does a great job. But we're 42 people in 1.37 p.m. as a company. And like you said, we're a startup too. Um, exactly. Yep. So one thing that we've talked about last Friday with my team was how do we communicate through Slack, Asana, things that we work on where we're not face-to-face, -face, but at the end of the day, we're typing stuff and it's being received by people at the end of another screen. And I feel like it's extremely nuanced how we type things, how we communicate to our team and how it could affect one person's day. And one thing that I always emphasize is what you're saying might not come across the way you're saying it and that could affect your team. And as a leader, you have to be 10 times more cognizant of the words that you use, the emojis that you use, just so that because you're not next to people, it gets interpreted the right way versus yes. creating anxiety or stress. Yes, that is such a 100% can relate. Like this has happened to us a lot of times where, and we have spoken about this, where something, you know, someone writes something and then it comes across, like, you know, it's what you are saying. At the end of the day, you are trying to communicate a message, but it's being written and people might be stressed. And there are so many factors that can make that message come across as like, passive aggressive, violent, or, you know, so it, it has happened to us, but that's why I was saying the most important thing is to communicate. And if I read something that I don't like, the same with my, uh, everyone in the team, we, we tell each other straight away and we fix that in that very moment, because it's very important that we are all comfortable and that we are all happy. I have different teams as well. Like, um, the team for Clever Girls and Raptor City is one. And then I have another team for Cool Kids Club. So again, two different teams, two different groups of people. Um, but the most important thing always, whenever we have a problem is, okay, let's have a 
meeting, we are gonna talk with our mouths <laughs> and if possible, we are gonna show our faces because at the end of the day, we are all trying our best and we all want to make this work. So it's just knowing how to deal human relationships. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I think the same thing applies to for people Anybody who's listening, this is obviously in a either in an FT community or wants to be in the biggest factor, like you mentioned, for an NFT project to be credible, reliable for the audience is the communication from the team to the audience as well. I think we've seen a few examples where um, a good example that comes to my mind is creatures um, with their creature world to launch. I think. I talked to Danny about this too. The way they communicated didn't come across the actually the way that they wanted to communicate and it got interpreted in a different way, even though they were still trying their best to create something amazing and create an environment that you can experience art through the metaverse. So how do you communicate to your audience that's unwritten that people can learn from? Like, have you seen patterns that help more than than other others that might actually hurt more yes so actually that's again a, a really good question you're asking very useful questions because people <laughs> listen to this this is this is like the things i wish i knew before i, I start right i try we try yeah so um i had a meeting today with an advertisement company and uh, i also have two people they are really incredible professionals. They work for the, one of the top five uh, advertisement industries in the world. And they have given us some advice here and there, right? And um, these two guys that has given uh, have given us advice and this agency told me the exact same thing. And this is marketing related. And uh, like, you know, if you have a company, if you are selling a product, this has to be super clear for the audience. This is a mistake that we have done before. You have to know what your main objective is, right? You can have a um, slogan or whatever, like, you know, Nike, just do it. And then, you know, it's sports. And then, you know, it's like bravery, go for it, you know. So um, that's why I was mentioning that we have three collections and each collection has one a very clear objective. Clever Girls is support LGBTQ. Uh, Raptor City Rascals is give opportunities to minorities, small artists, young artists. And um, Cool Kids Club is to support mental health, especially on teenagers and young adults. So once you know your objective, you have to be able to communicate that. And we are having problems with Raptor City because and the Clever Girls and all collections, as in, I'm not saying like problems, as in we need to improve and we are improving every day. And this is one of the most important things. How do we let people know what is going on? Because we are working so much constantly on so many different things. And one of the things that I did, this is, this is totally on me, that was not beneficial whatsoever for the projects was overwhelm people with information. So because I am working on so many things at the same time and I am collaborating with so many artists, like, you know, we are making a comic, we are making an animated series, we are uh, producing 3D 
uh, 3D collection. We are creating wearables for the metaverse, like so many things. And I thought I needed to tell everyone that all of this is happening. But when you give attention to so many different things at the same time, it gets overwhelming and people don't really focus on one specific thing. And if you think of Twitter, like you tweet, because Twitter at the end of the day is our main platform to to uh, advertise our, our NFT collection, right? You tweet something and it disappears. In two hours, it becomes absolutely irrelevant. So you have to make sure that whatever you are talking about, people are going to see and people are going to know. So one of the best advice that we have gotten from uh, marketing professionals is do one thing at a time. Dedicate one whole month or one whole two weeks to that thing only. So right now on Clever Girls, we are 100% focused on the game. We are we have um, an interactive narrative coming the 14th of February because it's romantic and, you know, lesbian velociraptors. Uh, you can, by the way, all of you can play the demo. Please go to Clever Girls, the Clever Girls account. You will see there on Twitter or join our Discord in Raptor City Rascals. So we are focused on that until the game comes out and a few after, I, I mean, sorry, a week after, <laughs> because that means that people know we have been working on this for two months. Now this deserves attention. People need to see something coming out. Once we are done with the game, it has come out, people has played it. We move to the next thing, right? And then we tell people about this next thing. If you tell them, the 10 things you are working on at once, it makes no sense. It's a waste of time. You, you, you overwhelm people. So what I would say is whatever you are making, whatever you are creating, you don't need to tell people it's okay. You know, cause I get desperate, like, oh my God, people need to know because otherwise they think we are doing nothing and that's not it. You just have to be able to communicate things in a healthy way, in a very focused way to give each of those things you are working on behind the scenes, the attention they deserve. That's fair. And I think also like teasing or like just not necessarily yes. overthinking. Um, like we did it yesterday. We posted on Twitter uh, a sketch of a character that our illustrators made without necessarily any context, any explanation. But they're there. And I think just even giving some sort of like insight to be able to learn from the audience has helped us too. Um, in terms of, because not a lot of people might not be well, like, I don't want to start my own NFT project like you, but I do want to be a part of them. So what do you think, let's say an, an project has overwhelmed the audience here? And the audience member here, let's say, I'll use Morgan as an example. I know Morgan likes VFriends and she's like, fuck it. I want to buy something new. I want to be a part of another community. But the communities that she's liked might be overwhelming, like you said. Do you think or have you seen like people when they get overwhelmed, but they like the project? Do they communicate to you that they're, they're overwhelmed? And like, do you try to like solve it for them? How do you? analyze that situation so i've never i've never had someone come and say i'm overwhelmed because people love to see teasers people love to see what we are doing right but the reason why showing too much 
like we, we have identified that as a problem is because our marketing uh, professionals that you know have told us that is not a good strategy and I, as i said like at the end of the day it makes total sense because people see too many things and they don't know what's going on what we have noticed is people coming to the discord and saying hey what's happening right they want to know what are you working on i haven't been here for two weeks and they kind of want a quick um recap of things so i this was actually today i have I have this. I had this idea, right? Uh, seeing, like, for example, one thirty-seven p.m., right? You have news, and then you post those news. And if people want to know about something that they have missed, they can go to the website and they can directly access whatever they want to learn about. So um, we are working on medium articles, like monthly medium articles, and also weekly recaps in our Discord, where we just do it super, you know, like fast, like bullet points, uh, you know, like the stream of the week. Um, shout out to a smaller artist, the top sale of the week, right? And people can go and see at a glance in five sentences what has what, what has been happening that week. So I think what I have encountered is a lot of people asking what's going on and trying to get you to recap quickly because it's very overwhelming to go to all the discords from all the collections that you own and go to all their announcements. You know, it's it's too much. And I understand because it happens to me as well. So I think it's very important to show people quickly, fast, easy to read what's going on every week or at least every month. I think that is very, very useful. Love it. Um, let's take some questions. Does if if you have a question for Fat Baby or us, I guess um, you can submit your question. Shami, I try to add you to the stage um, for Poap. I'm not sure if you can hear me, but yeah, um, I kind of want to like just get more questions and see what people are thinking because I always try to like empathize with the audience and ask questions that they would ask. And I would rather have them ask it and see what's popping in the culture of the audience of 137. There's Shami. Shami, you ready for the OAP when needed? Uh, um, yeah, I am ready when needed. Up to you to decide. Cool. Um, we'll get some questions and then we'll ask. We'll give the OAP later. There we go, Heather. Let's see if Heather connects. Hey, Heather. Hi, how's it going? It's going good. You want to ask your question to Fat Baby? Yeah, hey, Fat Baby. First of all, um, I think it's really cool. Uh, your project seems amazing. Um, I'm just really curious how, like, what first got you into NFTs? And then where do you see your place for someone who's already has a collection, since this is obviously very new still. So, you know, first, what got you into it? And then where do you see yourself as kind of a role model for others getting into the space? Hello, Heather. Thank you so much for your question. Um, so I think, well, I started doing NFTs because I, I've always done art my whole entire life. 
and I've tried to leave off my art so many times and failed that I just, this was just another try on, you know, let's see if I can sell my art. And it has been the first time ever that people have actually invested good money in whatever I have created without commissions, without instructions. I just created what I wanted to create and people have liked it, which is magical for an artist. It's incredible. So that's why I started, I started NFTs and, um, regarding like the role model. So I think every, every successful collection or, you know, collection that has a team and is doing well, that are good people are good role models. And I say that are good people because there are a lot of collections out there that have succeeded, but the people behind them are disgraceful. So what I would say, me personally, I guess I have learned so much in the past year, so, so much, that there are so many things that I can advise people on as in mistakes that I have made that you don't need to make. And I think that is one of the most important things. Like people need to share their knowledge. If that knowledge is powerful and if you can help people avoid make some of those mistakes, or even if you can help them, like, honestly, I have no time because I'm sometimes I find a collection that I love and they have like 100 followers and I'm like, what can I do for you? Right? Like what do, or, or sometimes I find collections and they don't have the open sea link in the bio or, you know, and I DM them like, listen, you need to do this because otherwise no one's, no one's going to find your product. So I think role model wise, I would say I help a lot of people because it makes me feel good. And because I think they deserve it because some people don't know anything about marketing, but they are incredible artists. So they need some help. So what I would say is always be generous with your time. And don't only give your time to big artists or big influencers. Share it as well with small people because they deserve it as well. Heather, does that answer your question? Good advice. Yes, thank you so much. No problem. Let's see. Epodo, how are you? Can you hear me? Yes. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Uh, what an awesome talk. Um, hello there, Fred Baby. Uh, I just wanted to ask, well, first off, I love uh, your art very much. And everything you've done so far, it's amazing. And I just wanted to ask you, um, is, there, is there any artist that you admire that has been uh, um, an inspiration for you to make this? to make your art. Thank you so much, Epodo. Um, and a specific art, thank you so much, by the way, for saying you like my art. Um, a specific artist, I don't have a specific artist, but I love video games. I am a disgraceful weeaboo that loves Japan. Um, with all the respect for the love of God, um, you know, because <laughs> it can, the line can can get a little bit blurred and then it's cultural appropriation. So I would say mostly video games and cinema, comics, manga, anime, you know. If you look at my original Fat Baby collection, you can see all of that because 
what I what I created, the, I was always creating fat babies, very fat baby versions of characters that I like, like characters from Metal Gear Solid. I don't know if you play video games, Apollo, but you know, characters from Resident Evil, things like that. And um, I think that's it. Really stimulates my brain to watch how things are made, how video games were made, how movies behind the scenes, you know, like I love that. I love things like animatronics, uh, puppets. <laughs> I, I, when I watch, there's a, the Stan Winston school, it's in, in LA and they, they have done all the like alien predator, Jurassic Park animatronics and special effects. And I love watching that. It gives me a lot of inspiration and hype. I'm like, fuck, that's so cool. <laughs> but not, not a specific artist. I, I would say all this kind of content in general. Awesome. Thank you so much. And for, yeah, I, I am a, a video game lover as well. I consider myself a, a cinephile and that's incredible. Yeah, I, I've played the, the Metal Gear Solid video games and I can see some of your, your inspiration into, into this collection and your art as well. So awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Cool. Um, I don't see any other questions, Fat Baby. I think we put so much content out for you that people actually know you now uh, in our audience. Um, so I'm going to open the floor to Shami. And I actually have a question Shami. myself if I'm allowed to ask something. Yeah, just come closer to the mic. Oh, I have my headphones in. One sec. Shami, you are not allowed to ask. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not allowed to ask. That's fine. I can hold off. Uh, is that, does, this, does this sound better? Yes. Amazing. Um, my question. No, my question. I think is potentially simple. But uh, first of all, great uh, interview. I'm loving this space of Sinan Fat Baby. Really enjoying it. So thanks. Um, with the three projects that you have, you you started one. When you started your first project, Fat Baby, did you ever have? the foresight to know you were going to start two more others after that, or was your goal in mind to just start one and leave it there? Uh, and like, were you anticipating like continuing to build other projects outside of the first one that you started? That's actually an interesting question for me specifically. So the first, my first project was fat baby. That was okay because that was one, one art. And um, also something I'm going to mention as well after answering your question is what's the difference in between one, one art and a generative profile picture projects? Cause there is a massive difference. Um, so when I created my first profile picture generative project was clever girls. And the idea was to create, generate 5,555 lesbian velociraptors that worked in a lab. And of course it's called Clever Girls because of the movie Jurassic Park, you know, that line, Clever Girl, and then the Velociraptor eats the guy. So that was the idea, that's it. And then I had another idea in mind that I'm not gonna mention just in case I create this collection in the future. But my idea was to test, see how it goes with Clever Girls, see what happens because I never thought when I started creating it, I never thought I was going to sell out. So this is also something you have to be ready for. You can, two things can happen, right? You sell out and then suddenly you have 
3,000 people asking you what's coming next, or you don't sell out at all and it's a little bit of a tragedy and you have to choose if you want to keep going or if you want to move to something else. So when we created Clever Girls, people loved them. We sold out in 20 minutes and I was like, what is happening? And then the NFT space moves so fast that I was always trying to adapt, right? So I thought, okay, we got Clever Girls and uh, it was very difficult to raise the floor. And I, we were like, we are working on the game, which is coming the 14th of February, as I mentioned before. We are working on this, we are working on that, but it was just so, comp- it became extremely competitive and we launched Clever Girls the 1st of September. So it was that wave in the summer where everything was selling out. And then after that, people started to realize that they were getting lots of rook pulls and that they were investing money everywhere and it was not worth it. So then I thought, okay, I need to compensate my collectors and I need to do something new and I'm going to try and apply everything I have learned from creating this first project because it was a nightmare. The traits, to create the traits, to make sure they don't overlap I didn't know it was that hard. Now, of course, my second collection was easier and my third collection, Cool Kids Club, it was so easy. I created all the traits and then I created the JSON file and then everything looked great because I knew what mistakes I've made before. So um, I never thought I was going to do this many collections, but I think one of the best things of having created this is that I've given jobs to so many people. I am paying so many people. There's a few people that are full-time and they are so dedicated. And, you know, I think I think that's a very powerful thing to be able to give people an opportunity to make a living out of something that they love. So, no, I never thought I was going to do more collections. But, um, as I, yeah, I was just, just trying to adapt to the market. I thought um, we had... Clever Girls, which was super LGBT lesbian focused. And then we have Raptor City Rascals, which is for a different audience with a different objective and mission. And then Cool Kids Club, again, it was a free mint. This was, by the way, by the way, because 1.37 p.m. is so great. And when you interviewed me the first time, I had this wave of people that had no clue what NFTs were. Like we even did a, uh, created a section in our Discord, like what you need to know for all these people that were coming new and, and they didn't know how to mint. They didn't know how to do all these like things that are basic for someone that has been in the space for a while. And the Cool Kids Club was dedicated to those people because I've learned so much from the audience that came to me from you. And it was a free mint because I wanted people that didn't have much in their wallet to be able to access the community and have this opportunity where they suddenly belong to a Discord and they can use a profile picture. You know, they can verify it on Twitter. Like that is for new people. That's such a great thing to happen to them. So Shami, I'm talking too much again. That's fine. No, no, no. I wanted you to, to continue going on. It was, it was lovely. Okay. <laughs> But uh, in terms of uh, what you were saying before, I think that's one of the best things that uh, the thing that you're best at is giving people like a new opportunity or getting to do something that they love, which is why you have three different projects. And you can say that 
you employ all these people and give them a great place to work. So I think that's awesome. And speaking of what I'm best at, I think it might be giving out PO apps. So I think we're going to quickly transition into that. Um, you like that, right? Um, <laughs> that so best, with that being said, <laughs> that was on the fly. I'm getting inspired by the team here. Um, <laughs> thanks, Nick. Oh my First God. That, you need to do more of those sound cues. <laughs> that's so funny it's a secret trick that we have over here at 137 um we've got plenty of those uh where that came from you're just a great foley artist that's all you you know um but getting into it um for today's po app you'll need the po app mobile app and for those who are listening and don't know what a po app is a po app is a free nft that is minted on the ethereum blockchain that you can claim today if you download the po app mobile app uh either from the google play store or uh, Apple App Store. And what POAP stands for is Proof of Attendance Protocol. Basically, it acts as a token saying that you were here in this space and you participated in listening to this wonderful discussion. So for those who already have the app open, you can click the little mint button in the bottom right-hand corner of the app. And then there's going to be a list of things that pops up. You're going to click on Secret Word. And for today's Secret Word, I got a little inspiration from Fab Baby's bio. I'm going to read it out loud, uh, which is Fat Baby is sweet, cheeky, nostalgic, and a little sexy. And I wanted to tweak it a little bit. So for today's secret word, it is way too sexy. But it's two with the number. Which is also the song by Drake and Future, for those who may or may not know what that song is. Nick, if you can pull that up so fast, that'd be amazing. Otherwise, we'll plan it for next time. What but do you mean, breathe, breathe? Don't <laughs> tell me to breathe. I can't be. Yo, bring me a shot. Beautiful. So people can hear it again. Um, the secret word is way too sexy. That is w, lowercase W-A-Y, the number two, and then lowercase S-E-X-Y. Good way job, too man. sexy. Um, good this job. is a fun Thank one, too. You. I enjoyed yeah. this Poe app. I enjoyed your joke. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Fat Baby, anything else you want to say before we wrap up? Yes, I want to say that I love the way too sexy word, thanks. And that that POAP was created by one of our team members. He's uh, He goes by Ploshi. He is the best POAP designer. They are all animated and you will see it animated in your phone. You're going to be like, whoa. And the illustration used on that POAP is from my Kero Kero Fat Baby. If you want to follow that account on Twitter, is my VIP collection for very exclusive owners. And it comes with a weekly uh, comic and the... The collectors choose what happens next. So this is something I'm experimenting with. What happens if you have a small audience and they control what you know the media that you are creating, and then maybe in the future we can sell that media and all of us in the collection, maybe twenty people, benefit from the profits. You know, I'm just experimenting and seeing. So two hundred people basically got a poem that has your most unique collection as a piece of their. Poap collection. Yes. So, so congrats, everyone. <laughs> love it. Um, well, thanks so much, everybody. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks, Fat Baby, Shami, Nick, James, and 
we'll see you, I think, Thursday? When when do we see each other? Th Nick, when, Thursday. Next Thursday? Cool. Um, see everybody Thursday. See you, fat baby. Take care. If you need us, we're here. Just DM us or text me. Um, bye bye. Thank you so much, everyone. <laughs>